You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Giants with the 20th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select. I almost saw it by accident. Kadarius Tony, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my God, let's do it. That is not something that I was expecting. Oh my God. I'm very, very happy for you. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm calling him. I am texting him right now. I'm very happy for you, Brandon. So the audio that you just heard was from the whole nine sports live draft stream that you could find anywhere, really. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, we're all over the place. We're out there every single pick, every pick of the draft, every day of the draft. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That was my reaction to Kadarius Tony getting drafted by my favorite team, the New York Giants. Happy NFL Draft Day 2, which isn't a sequel to Draft Day, but if it was, I'd still totally watch it. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. I am going to say in advance, I'm sorry if the audio sounds a little weird or a little different, hopefully better. Uh, I am recording now from my new apartment, so we're going to see how that goes. Um... Things are going to change, so it's going to improve over time, but this is just how it is for now. Today, I'm going to take a look at the two Gators that went in the first round of the NFL Draft, the remaining Gators for days two and three, and we're going to touch base a little bit on Tim Tebow returning to the NFL, I guess. Also, before I get into it, thank you to the person who left a review but didn't leave a name on Apple Podcasts. Please do next time so that I can talk to you properly. And to Jacob Red, who did leave a name, I'll be working on my delivery and I'll be working on everything I can really to make this the best podcast possible. Please do leave a review or reach out to me in some way so that I can make this the best Gators podcast around. And thank you very much. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, um, follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Also today on the Locked On Today podcast, Check in for analysis on all of the best and worst picks from the first round of the NFL draft. So, of course, yesterday, we well, still today for me, but last night we saw Kyle Pitts get drafted fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons, and Kadarius Toney went 20th overall to the New York Giants. Uh, Kyle Pitts is something that we all expected. That was very clearly something that was going to happen, something that was in play, regardless of Kyle Pitts slightly going... I think the top four picks are going to be quarterbacks. Don't buy that. But like I said, I did put faith in him, and he lied to me. So I got beef with him now. Uh, not that I will ever say that to his face or, or say that anywhere that he might actually hear it. But he did go fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. He's a fantastic fit in that offense with new head coach Arthur Smith. Hayden Hurst is the other tight end. Calvin Ridley at one wide receiver spot, and maybe Julio Jones at the other wide receiver spot. It's been rumored that they're willing to trade him, but 
I do believe contractually they cannot trade Julio Jones until June 1st, so plenty of time to renege on that comment, which is totally fine. He really does just make this offense so much better and so much more lethal in every possible way. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Arthur Smith with Tennessee has been very good in the red zone, and I would expect it to remain that way with Kyle Pitts now that that's a big focal point for Atlanta. Um, Of course, it doesn't help their defense, but there is still a very good amount of defenders on the board right now, so they could address defense on days two and three and just grab the best player in the draft. Not, I, I don't care who you're talking about. You could talk about the entire draft class. I think Kyle Pitts is the best player in the draft, and he went fourth overall to the Falcons, so good luck to the rest of the NFC South to guard him. Talking about the next, of course, that one. Sorry, that one was pretty quick, but we've spoken about it incessantly. But there was a pick that I don't think I mentioned ever um, for fear of speaking it into existence, but it's here now. Uh, It's been a dream pick, and it's Kadarius Toney to the New York Giants. Now, for those who don't know, I am a Giants fan. So seeing one of my favorite players from my favorite school go to my favorite pro team is amazing for me it is it is just it has me so excited so pumped as you could tell you heard the video that played before or you heard the audio that played before that was a video on twitter um it's insane to me to have Kadarius tony here and to be a new york giant and yes i did blow up his phone immediately after and i'm so unapologetic for it i don't care at all I was very pumped. I was very amped. I was so into it. I'm so excited. I still very much am. The only reason I'm not screaming right now is because it is 2.15 in the morning, and that just that, that just would not be appropriate at all. Um, however, I do know that there are some, uh, some Giants fans who are a bit concerned about whether or not Jason Garrett will properly utilize Kadarius Toney in his offense. I will say that those concerns very valid. I, I don't fault you at all for having those concerns, but I do not share those concerns with you. And it, it's pretty simple, the reason that I don't share those concerns with you. Jason Garrett has kind of shown that he likes those kind of uh, the, the tweener, gadget, offensive weapon types of guys. He had both Tavon Austin and Randall Cobb with him and in Dallas for a couple years. Um, he used them both as runners and receivers, so that's important to take note of. Of course, he used Randall Cobb uh, much more effectively, but I think that's more a testament to Randall Cobb just being a better football player than Tavon Austin is, so earning more touches. Uh, Randall Cobb wasn't a huge rushing threat, but at the time, they did have Tavon Austin, who did more of the running. But Randall Cobb was used pretty effectively. The one year that he spent with Jason Garrett Randall Cobb had 55 catches for 828 yards, three receiving touchdowns, three carries for 11 yards. Uh, so he knows how to get these guys involved at least a little bit. I don't expect Kadarius Tony to be running as often as we've seen him in college do it. Uh, I do think he's going to play more of a slot receiver role. I love the fit personally as a Giants fan. I do not think that this offense was nearly as good at the skill positions as people are trying to paint them to be. So I'm very happy with this pick. I also think it's very important to note that Joe Judge used to be the special teams coordinator for the New England Patriots, and now Kadarius Tony is a star player that will also play special teams. So I think that's a very, I think that's a very important thing to take note of. I think that Jason Garrett is 
I granted Jason Garrett deserves a lot of slack. I'm not going to say that, but I think he's getting slack that he doesn't deserve right now. Uh, so there's that. I, I do think he's going to use Kadarius Tony effectively and properly. And I think we're going to see Jason Garrett get quite a bit more creative than we've seen him get in the past. Like imagine, imagine a backfield of just Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony, and Saquon Barkley in on some plays, and imagine trying to guard that. I, I'm actually, I think I might be having a stroke just thinking about it. It is wild. Uh, so there's that. I do think that Kadarius Tony is going to work out perfectly fine. I am not concerned at all, even though maybe I should be, but I'm not. I have complete faith. Also important to note that there was money to be made last night as Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony both hit the under on their draft positions. Where did they hit the under? Bet online, of course. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, and of course the NFL draft still. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Now, taking a look towards days two and three of the NFL Draft, we've still got... I'll say five Gators that I think are almost locks to get drafted. Um, so we'll take a look at them and we'll take a look at one more guy that I think is kind of on the fence right now. So we'll take a look into all that. Um, we'll start at the likely top of the board. I don't really know where most teams are thinking, but we'll start near the top of the board with Kyle Trask. Of course, the only team that we really spoke about as a landing spot for Kyle Trask that took a quarterback was the Chicago Bears, um, which, I mean, they traded up with the Giants and took the best quarterback in the draft in Justin Fields. So there's that. The Bears are no longer an option for Kyle Trask. I mean, unless they decide that if Trask somehow falls to like mid-day three, they're like, oh, we might as well take a swing here. But... That's likely not the case. The other teams that we spoke about with Kyle Trask being Fitz and that we know for a fact are interested in him. The New Orleans Saints, Washington football team, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So those teams are teams that we know are interested in him and none of them took quarterbacks in day one. Uh, so that's that's very important to take note of uh, because Kyle Trask could be getting his name called within the first couple of hours of day two tomorrow which again first couple of hours would be pretty much that first 20 picks of the second round so we could see Kyle Trask go there make himself a lot of money next up the Ravens were a team with Stone Forsyth that I mean they're still my favorite far and away they went Rashad Bateman for, with their first pick and they went Jason Owe with their second pick so Tackle is still on the board. It's a position that I think they really do need to address. And the fact that they didn't do it early when there were guys like Tevin Jenkins on the board, who, by the way, still is on the board. But with guys like Tevin Jenkins on the board, they didn't address that position, that offensive tackle spot. I think that goes to say that maybe Stone Forsyth is an option. Maybe they don't go, maybe they don't go tackle at all. Maybe they have other guys in mind. But keep Stone Forsyth in mind because he's obviously, I think he's in play here. 
honestly from any point on because NFL teams seem to be higher on him than we are. Next up would be Trayvon Grimes. Uh, teams that did go wide receiver early on, so teams like the Eagles and Dolphins and Bengals, uh, the Ravens, of course, also. I think that they're likely to double dip at receiver if they took one in the first round. They could go late, mid, late, day three. Um, the Ravens did take one in Rashad Bateman, and I do think that they are still in play for another receiver. Rashad Bateman plays big, but he's still only six feet tall and 180 pounds. I think they could go for someone who's going to be more of a red zone threat. Next up is Sean Davis, the safety that a lot of people have been pretty low on, at least that I've spoken to, but I have heard that the NFL could very well be higher on Sean Davis than the media and myself are. So that's going to be exciting to keep track of because all I've heard is that they are higher on him than us. And that makes me very curious to know how much higher are they? Because like there's, there's a lot of wiggle room here. So I think that's something to keep track of at the very least. It's something that could be awesome if we can see just another Gator go on day two. That would be fun. That And the last guy that I'm pretty confident will get drafted, Marco Wilson. Not a ton of corners went in the first round. Nothing really changed on his front so much. Uh, because again, the only corners that went were the top, top corners. Uh, Eric Stokes was the only one that was like mildly surprising. But even then... I think once he hit that 4-2-7 or 4-3, whatever it was that he ran, I think a lot of people were like, okay, he's going in the first round, whether or not his tape matches up, which I think his tape does match up, by the way. I very much like him. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, So I don't think much really changed for Marco Wilson. If anything, Eric Stokes going as early as he did, maybe teams double dip at the defensive back spots. Uh, I mean, safety doesn't matter because none went, but maybe teams double dip for the defensive back spots and take Marco mid late day three, even if they already took a quarter, even if they already took a corner, um, just because you can never have too many DBs. Injuries happen all the time. NFL offenses are going more spread than ever, so you've got to have more DBs on the field than ever. The last player to talk about, or the last Gator to talk about, that's possibly getting drafted day two or three. Um, I, I don't know if he will, and I, I'm sure, I can almost guarantee that there will be a Gator drafted that I did not put on this list. Because, of course, why wouldn't that happen? That seems like the perfect thing to happen that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. These are the Gators going. And then immediately, there's going to be another one that gets drafted that I did not mention and I will not be surprised. Evan McPherson or something, or Brett Diogardi is somehow going to get drafted in the seventh round, which, by the way, I love him. Hope he does. But we'll see. Uh, to Daryl Slayton, D-tackle, no defensive tackles went in the first round, which you could view as a good sign or a bad sign. Uh, it's a good sign, meaning that it's a weak class, so GMs are lower on the defensive tackles early on, and maybe he's a little bit closer up to the pack than we realize. Um... I think it's also worth noting that he's likely going to be a bit of a nose tackle at the next level. So he kind of gets bumped up the board as a one tech or a zero tech. So teams could kind of want him and value him more as compared to the gap penetrating three techs. Um, Or 
it could be a bad thing because teams are not aggressively pursuing defensive tackles. So he's got to wait for a bit. Um, they might teams might be willing to wait and just address it in undrafted free agency or address at least a rookie D tackle. So that's something to be a little bit concerned out with him. But I don't know. I'm excited to see it. And you know what else I'm excited for? Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar Champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. But personally, I will say I am a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like I most certainly do, I'm drinking iced tea right now, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber solution so that you can enjoy things like iced tea and not feel super bad about it. You can enjoy it even if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1515 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. And now last but not least, and maybe the most unexpected Gators thing to happen today. I don't know. It depends on how you feel about Kadarius Tony going to the Giants. Um, Tim Tebow, former Florida Gators quarterback, Heisman winner, Natty winner, you know, just absolute the man. I'll say that. That mother you know. Well, actually, he's not that because, you know, what, religion purposes? Um... (laughs) But Tim Tebow is the greatest college football player of all time. And when he went to the NFL, he was drafted as a quarterback, even though a lot of people were like, hey, don't do that. Uh, He was drafted as a quarterback. It didn't work out in the long run. He was asked to change positions multiple times, um, but he always said, nope, I'm a quarterback. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change that at all. Um, I was also told today that apparently... About three years ago, Sean Payton called Tim Tebow and was like, hey, do you want to be a quarterback tight end hybrid? Uh, Tebow said no. And Taysom Hill was that dude after that. Um, But Tim Tebow has been in the news today because apparently he called the Jacksonville Jaguars and said, I'm down to play tight end. That is... (laughs) the most out of left field. I'll, I'll say it's more surprising than the Kadarius Tony pick because at least we knew that Kadarius Tony was going to get drafted at some point this weekend. We had no idea people were even going to mention Tim Tebow's name. But uh, a few hours before the draft, it was like, hey, you want to break Twitter? And Tim Tebow said that he would be open to playing tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, uh, I know <laughs> some people were like, hey, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm from Florida. Uh, No, it's because Tim Tebow, of course, he was playing under Urban Meyer. He was the head, he was the uh, quarterback when Urban Meyer was the head coach at Florida, and they were winning tons of games, putting up tons of points. And now Urban Meyer is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars just drafted their new QB one in Trevor Lawrence. And Tim Tebow recently retired from playing minor league baseball for my favorite team, the New York Mets. Um, He is now apparently open to coming back to the NFL as a tight end, and that is bonkers to me. 
because he is 33 years old. He's turning 34 years old this year. And the fact that he now wants to change positions as opposed to when he was 24, 25, um, it just seems like awful timing. Uh, it's also a weird time to do it right before the draft when a bunch of teams are probably going to... Actually, a bunch of teams might not add tight ends. They're kind of weak this year in the class. Um, but it's very possible that the two best tight ends added to teams this week are from Florida with Kyle Pitts and Tim Tebow. It kind of drops off a cliff after that. Um, we'll see. I think day two really will point out if the Jaguars are going to maybe sign Tim Tebow. He supposedly did work out um, or at least scheduled a workout. But I think day two is important to see how serious the Jaguars are taking it. Uh, I realize that they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, let's pass up on big prospects because we have Tebow. But I do think it's important to show just how badly they want to upgrade the position because the Jaguars are very weak at tight end right now. So whether it's just him being like, hey, I live in Florida, you play in Florida. Hey, I played for the head coach. The head coach loved me and we won a ton of games and he's like kind of out there. Uh, or him being like, hey, you guys have a need. I have a need for money and I want to play football again. And why not try it at a different position if it means that I can make it on a roster? And the Jaguars could be like, hey, uh, Tony Khan, making a ton of money with AEW, I'm assuming. I, I've heard a lot about it. I have not watched it. Um, but I, yeah, I've heard a lot about it. People seem to love it. So I'm assuming that it's being a very profitable business. Uh, why not make some more money by selling some Tebow jerseys? Whether or not Tebow goes to the Jaguars, though, I think might not be the uh, the be-all, end-all for whether or not he comes back to the NFL as a tight end. I could see, obviously not the Saints doing it because Sean Payton has Taysom Hill, but I'm thinking that maybe teams are going to be like, you know what, this could be a little fun if we tried it as well and just like, you don't have to design new plays. You can literally just run the plays that the Saints ran, watch the film, draw it up, replicate it there. So, I mean, we could see him go to the Panthers, maybe. Not only do they have a need for tight end, but they do have Joe Brady, who used to work with the Saints. So maybe the Panthers could be a fit there. Maybe the Chargers could be a fit there with Joe Lombardi now calling the plays uh, in los angeles for the chargers and maybe they're like hey tebow could be a pretty good fit there he won't play much he'll be a tight end three uh but he's yoked out of his mind we know he's gonna play his heart out and why not we could also have some fun with it and another team that i would think of the detroit lions because dan campbell coached just last year under Sean Payton. So I think that it's very possible. I also know that Dan Campbell loves his tight ends. Good for them. They got they're winning the trench battles already by drafting Panay Sewell. I either way, I don't know what's going to happen with Tim Tebow at all. Of course, I have no inside source there. But I'm very excited. I'm 100 percent positive. We'll talk about this at least a little bit more. But that was just that news was completely out of left field, especially when I was full on draft mode. And it was great for me really because I was like, okay. First segment, talk about the Gators that go. Second segment, talk about the Gators that could go. What should I do for the third segment? And Tim Tebow really came up and he's like, I got you, fam. Don't worry about it. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me next week as I recap the remainder of the draft for the Gators. 
We'll talk about so much more next week, too. Trust me, I'm sorry that this was just draft this week, but it's draft week. I'm a draft guy. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You can also catch me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook for every single pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. You can check us out. Just search Whole Nine on Whole Nine Sports on any of those platforms or look up Deuce Windham on YouTube. We had a couple hundred people watching with us today. It was pretty fun. Uh, you can come through, have some fun, put a face to the name you hear every day. Just search Whole Nine Sports or, again, search Deuce Windham. Have some fun. I will be there for every single pick of the draft. And yeah, that's that's something that I'm very excited for again. Also, be sure to check out Locked On's Twitter page because we've had picks come out. We've had uh, clips come out for pretty much every pick in the first round. And it's been awesome. There's a ton of work that went into this. And everybody really just hit it out of the park. It was awesome. It was insane to see. And it was so much fun to even participate in because I got to go for about four or five prospects so it was a blast to talk about check it out let me know how you think about it go ahead review talk to me let's get involved let's get mixy with it